the Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. Now, as you've heard us all saying in the programme today, on Thursday is St Andrew's Day, and we're standing shoulder to shoulder with all our Scottish friends today. One of the things that the Scots are well known for is that they are, I think the term is, careful with their money. Well, the fact of the matter is that we thought we'd bring an expert, really, to help us all be careful with our money, particularly when it comes to inheritance tax. So, Sean, welcome to the studio. Sean has a a business called Inheritance Made Simple. Uh, Why that name, Sean? Oh, good morning, and thanks for, thank you, Blair. Just really, inheritance made simple. We want. I wanted to simplify the process of the the complex process of inheritance, and just try to bring it down to a language that people can understand. I mean, there's been lots of speculation, hasn't there? I mean, that the, the chancellor would be would be reducing the thresholds by which we pay in inheritance tax. But um, but I mean, you're going to give us some. Is it how many tips today? Oh, I'll try and get as many in as I can for you today, Blair. Now, as well as that, of course, you know, it's not just inheritance tax because there's loads of ways that we are pouring money down the drain. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, let's start with the the inheritance tax. So, okay, give us your tips. Okay, well, the first thing that you should do is you should definitely make a will. About 60% of the UK population haven't made a will. Mm, I've done that. I've done that. That's very, very good. Ian, have you done that? I definitely have done that, yes. Uh, But I haven't left all my money to you. You haven't? Not all of it. We'll talk about that after the programme. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Sean. Um, Lasting powers of attorney. Um, That's another very, very big one. Um, I don't know if most people are aware of what the lasting powers of attorney are. Of course, people who have relatives who have dementia or, or, you know, or memory loss are, you know, it's, it's extremely important that they do it. And of course, they need to do it when their loved one is actually compassmentous well. Absolutely. Yes, unfortunately, Alzheimer's and dementia is killing more people than prostate cancer and breast cancer combined. And in your experience, do you find that lots of people are actually, when obviously a wills, you've said, but lots of people haven't done a will, have they? No. And then, of course, and doesn't that mean that if they die, I think the term is intestate. That's correct. uh, In fact, their entire state goes to the state, doesn't it? Well, it would only go to the it would only go to the state if they didn't have any family. um, But it might not go the way it might not be directed the way that they would wish it to have been directed had they have made a will. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. So, uh, and likewise with lasting power of attorney, um, I mean, do you think that enough people know about the fact that they need to do that actually whilst their loved one uh, who is granting them power of attorney, in other words, the power to run their financial affairs and so on, but that needs to be done before really they they suffer the real memory loss or they have lots um, of... Absolutely. There's been a, a, a bit of a spike on lasting power of attorney searches um, on the internet this week since the Martin Howard money programme uh, last week that was talking about lasting powers of attorney and wills. Yeah. Um, another thing that's, uh, that not a lot of people know is, um, is that for, for when people have bought properties together, a joint mortgage, at some point they may have taken it out 
um, nearly all the time those properties are registered as joint tenants, which basically means that if one person dies, the other person automatically gets that property. So uh, there is a need uh, for um, for many people to s- sever that title and to change it to tenants in common, which would mean that either one of those parties could do what they wanted with their share of the property. So what, fundamentally, what's the difference in that? What, what's the subtle difference between one and the other? <clears throat> well, joint tenants it is the same as a uh, a joint bank account. So. Um, It basically means that if one person was to, uh, let's say, die, then the other person has got access to it or the ownership of those monies or that asset. Okay. As opposed to splitting it into tenants in common, which is, let's just say it was a house, then you would divide it you would divide it down the middle and, and either party can do what they want with their share. Okay. So the second one gives you more freedom. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, more choice. Okay, next on your list? Oh, um, inheritance tax, in, inheritance, uh, tax reduction. You know, what can people do to reduce their estates if they need to? What is the threshold at the moment? <clears throat> well, everyone's got a, a nil rate band of 325,000 with um, an additional rate band of 175 if they've got children. So generally, it's about half half a million pounds. And of course, these days, properties can be worth considerably more than that. I mean, I mean because, I mean, I guess you know, half a million, million plus on, on Yes, they can. They can. But uh, averagely, uh, with a couple, that would mean that their bands would equate to a million pounds. So anything over the million would 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 have uh, would be subject to inheritance tax. Okay, so what can we do? Well, you can. It, do you want to give me an example, Blair? Do you would you like to give me an example of a of a size of an estate, and we can talk. Okay, about Okay, well, say say the the estate was one and a half million, so it was over the the, the million pound threshold. Okay, um, well, gifting you can do gifting. Um, you could do gifting. I mean, if your health is good. You can be you can be giving it away. You can be gifting it to your family. Now, isn't there something about you having to live? Is it seven years or something like that? If you're um, going to do that, y- yeah. Well, that, that would be if you wanted to if you wanted to put it into into trust or you wanted to actually uh, do that gift. Then it would be yes over over seven years, um, and it's a, it, it's done on a tiered basis. So um, if the person was to gift an asset um, today, then it wouldn't be until year three that they would start to see the benefits of that. And by the time you get to year seven, then it would be completely outside of the estate for inheritance tax. Yes, that's correct. Clearly, you know, you don't want to be giving uh, any of your money, your hard-earned resources, uh, unnecessarily to the the state. And uh, obviously, we've talked about making a will. but, But of course, there's lots of people and... I would like you to introduce me to some of these people who've got tons of money, they've got stacks of money, but actually, Sean, in your experience, they don't always know what to do with it. Particularly, they get very anxious, don't they? Because if they die, they've got no one to leave it to. That's very true. It's very true. It's very surprising as well. Um, It's very surprising when I meet these people 
So, for example, for somebody that doesn't have any children um, and they've got significant assets, then why would you want to give it to the state? Um, compared to having some philanthropic choices that you might want to make that's going to really, really make a difference to people's lives. So, um, and, and not just the not just the ones that are in your peripheral vision, but to but to dig deep, there's some really amazing causes out there that are, that are doing some great things for people. And I think that, that that very importantly, it's important to remember that you want to give meaning to your life how you want to be remembered and value to your money as opposed to just letting it go back into the uh, chancellor's pocket now obviously this is coming out of your real dealing with people uh, and i know we can't give names on on mm. the program or anything of that like that but give us some idea some of the stories uh, some of the real people that you have had to deal with uh, the things that they're sharing with you because also people talk to you about the, the value of their life don't they uh, yeah they do yeah um obviously i can't give any names so i'll have to just give you a little scenario or a few scenarios um so let's just say you know we've got a 78 year old lady she's married to a well, no, she's not married, actually. She's with a 90-year-old man. They're not married. They've been partners for a long time. Um, and they've got a net worth of around £4.5 million. But there's no children involved. She hasn't made a will. She hasn't done a lasting power of attorney. And why hasn't she done either of those things? Well, she hasn't made a will because she doesn't know who she wants to give her money to. Oh, I see. But if yeah. she was to die tomorrow... She, th those choices would be taken out of her hands. But aren't there lots of charities? I mean, you know, we, we get all of these endless phone calls and charities and what goodness knows what and saying, you know, hey, leave your money to us. So she hasn't had any of those approaches, has she? It, it's, it, yeah, it's, these, these people are quite canny and smart, you know. Okay, right? they, they're not, um, they're not, they don't easily, you know, just want to give things to to people. I think that they 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 need to find what their passions are. Yeah, they need to dig deep and think about what their passions are. What would they like to do? Who would they like to benefit from it? It's very important. Um, the same with the lasting powers of attorney. You know, there's a lot of people out there that haven't done a lasting power of attorney because they don't know who to choose to be their attorney, especially if they don't have any family or anyone that they could really trust with those types of decisions. And, and that must be quite uh, distressing for them because obviously you know, I, I have a lasting power of attorney for a good friend, you know. And, uh, and of course, there's, there's a lot to learn before somebody dies, isn't there, and so on. For you know, uh, but I but I guess that if if you can't think of somebody that you can trust, that must be very distressing. Very distressing, mm. very distressing indeed. Um, I'm n not in that position, and I hope I'm never in that position. Um, but yes, it must be very distressing. But well, of course, you have left all your, your stuff to me, haven't you? That's what you told me, and you know. Uh, well, that's what I've told you, Blair. Yes. You're not being one of those <laughs> deceivers, are you? I hope not. <laughs> anyway, uh, all joking aside. So that that couple, the elderly couple, what sort of advice then would, would you give to them? Take some time to take take some time to think about what you really, really want. 
um, at that particular point, maybe it wouldn't be too unhealthy to think to yourself, if I've got six months left to live, what would I really like to happen as a question? <clears throat> and... Um, and what would I, how do I want to be remembered? What do I want to do? What, what causes or what would I like this money to do for others? Um, because that's essentially, you know, what it's about. Um, uh, other things, you know, very surprising sometimes, you know, you meet people, um, we'll call them high net worth individuals. And um, they've made no wills. They've made no lasting powers of attorney. They've got all of their investment properties. And Is that because it's just at the, at the bottom of their to-do list? I don't know if they want to think about it. There's this this thing, I've realised it actually this year, is that some people don't want to make a will because they think that if they make a will that they're going to die. Oh, really? Mm. Like it's a, a psychological prophecy. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But um, but but sometimes you know the 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 people. I don't like to really say it, okay. But sometimes having all of these responsibilities of all of this particular wealth, if you like, can be a little bit of a curse because it's they're, they're never going to spend it. Yet it stops them from doing the things that they really want to do. In, in what way would it stop them? <sighs> I, I I did say to a couple. Um, couple of months ago i said it's like you're sitting on eggs that are never going to hatch and you're never going to see the benefit from yet you're not able to go and do the traveling that, that, that your wife wants to go and do for example you're not able to go and do the things that you actually want to do and um and and you don't want to have that to stand in the way of your life and I'm, I'm very curious. It's too short and important. I'm very curious because it almost sounds quite miserly. You know, that there you've got millions in the bank or, or whatever. Yeah. Got, you've got you, lo- lots of resources in the bank. And you've got ambitions like the wife wants to go travelling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so why, why, what's to stop them doing that? Oh, <laughs> the truth, I guess, really, that may, maybe, maybe... People don't want to give up their independence. You know, it may may well be that they have a a business that they haven't detached themselves from in uh, during retirement. Um, They still like the the business. Could it be the man and his man cave, perhaps, that he goes to every day and doesn't like the opportunity, doesn't like the prospect of having to go with his wife traveling the world? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of different reasons then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to find things that you're going to enjoy doing together. No, actually, this must make your job very interesting, really, because you know when you you think of most financial advisors, you know they don't talk to you about at this sort of level. Do no, they? but I know you're very passionate and you you enjoy and you have already helped loads of people, haven't you? I have, yeah, yeah. I've been an insolvency uh, specialist for 25 plus years, always doing. Uh, positive solutions to negative situations and helping people in very very distressed positions and it was only really during covid that i was thinking about what i wanted to do with the rest of my life that i decided Mm. i wanted to uh retrain or or, uh, get additional accreditations and qualifications and of course uh, you you had a life transforming experience yourself didn't you You discover jesus christ as lord oh yes we haven't got enough time in this program to go into all the detail about that but give us a little taster you know about her god arrested you when you didn't really expect it did you well you've met her yourself Mm, a young lady 
Yes. yes. Oftentimes, God uses the female sex, doesn't he? And, mm. uh, anyway, tell us just briefly what happened. Well, we'd been on holiday, and um, yeah, we'd been on holiday. We'd come back, and I used to go to a, a gym three times a week, and um, she called me up and she said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm uh, going training." She said, it's not your muscles that you need to train, it's your mind. Come to the church with me. <laughs> and, and you said, oh, yes, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I'm, on, I'm, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, well, I, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was different. It wasn't like a church that I'd ever been to before. It was a Brazilian church. Yeah, so they spoke a different language. <laughs> they, compl- they spoke a completely different language. And, um, and they did, they did um, have a translator in there. So you go in there and you have your headphones. And, um, and and it was just an incredible couple of hours, which which has led to more and more and more and more. Well, of course, it went. It was a prayer meeting that you went to, wasn't it? Uh, yes. But one of the things that struck me was that even though they were all praying in a different language, there was something that you sensed. Uh, and in fact, you've also shared that you've been to, you, we don't need to name places, by the way, but there have been some places of worship that you have felt the opposite, almost like a deadness. Yes. Whereas at that prayer meeting, well, you tell folk what you felt. I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it took you by surprise, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, did take me by surprise. Yeah, I never, never, never felt or experienced anything uh, like that ever in my life. And you know, when Sean uh, fixed to come and see me, I had no idea that he had had this experience. And it was—I think it was just really at the end of the conversation because we were talking about hard to take inheritance tax and all these things that you've been yeah. talking about earlier, and hard to bring that to people, you know. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I, you popped and said, "I've had this life-changing experience." I think we were quite a long time, weren't we, in, in our first meeting? Yeah. Uh, where I was absolutely captivated. I'm never, I never fail to be awed and uh, by the way that God works in people's lives. And in John's life, it was. Awesome, mm. and uh, it's that you've got to um, the fruits of the soul, isn't it? Really, you know, you've got to um, you've got to feed the soul the fruits that it needs. Yes, absolutely, love, and joy, think, peace. And, yeah. and I think it's yeah. I think it's very important to yeah. keep those things in mind. Now, obviously, uh, you like people to, to talk to you. Uh, how do they do that? So if they've got a financial problem or of, of whatever nature, or, yeah. or if, because the insolvency thing, of course, that you talked about. Of course, about, yes. I mean, many people just don't see a way out. They get into this deep, deep water. No. And they don't see a way out. No, yet. they don't. And, and here, God has been using you to, <clears throat> to help people who are in that dark place, haven't, hasn't mm. he? Um, I like to give, um, I don't know why. I do know why, probably. Um I like to give mountain climbing or mountaineering um, a, a a bit of a feature because if it's something that you wanted to do and you've never done it before, then there's a good chance you're going to need a guide to be able to show you the terrain and to show you where the pitfalls are, to show you where the dangers are so that you can stay safe. <clears throat> and it's the same really with business. 
Um, business, you can find yourself in a very, very lonely position. Um, your accountants, your solicitors won't tell you the things that you need to know specifically. After all, there's not many proactive accountants out there. Isn't that because a lot of people are running scared, aren't they? Because if they give the wrong advice, unfortunately, we live in an age where people are litigated against and so on. And I guess that that, that shuts a lots of doors, doesn't it? Oh, I don't. It, it does. You, it, it does. But I, I don't think that that's the reason. I think that there is um, an, an educational gap which hasn't been filled for a lot of people. They don't know how to do how to do how to act in if this happens or they're in this situation yeah, different scenarios yeah. what to what to say or they're afraid to contact people sometimes you know i mean the communication is the key if you go to ground and you go and hide and you stop answering the phone and stop responding to things it's, it's one of the worse, worst things yeah. that you can do mm. you've got to you've just got to be accountable and not be afraid to speak mm. just speak the truth if you can't afford something, then phone up, um, phone up your creditors yourself, okay, and try and have that conversation mm. with them. Just be honest. But Sean, you're here to help. Yeah. Uh, how do people uh, get in contact with you? Well, ideally through the website um, www.inheritancemadesimple.com. Um, or if they're in an insolvency situation and they want some help and assistance with that, um, they could be uh, you know, directors of businesses, sole traders generally, uh, www.bankruptcy.co.uk.